0: Welcome to the Language Games Podcast. My name is John Kaus, and today is part four of our Wittgenstein and Apologetics series. We left off last time looking at Gettier's first scenario and sensing that something is off. But before we expose that error, we need to look at Gettier's second scenario. In this scenario, we still have the characters Smith and Jones, and Smith here has strong evidence for his belief that F is true. So he's justified in this belief and that the proposition F is that Jones owns a Ford. And Smith has strong evidence for this being true, and his evidence is that Smith has always remembered Jones owning a Ford, and Jones has just given Smith a ride in a Ford. Now, Smith has another friend named Brown of whose whereabouts Smith is totally ignorant. So, Smith has good evidence, his justification for the Proposition F, that Jones owns a Ford. We're now going to introduce some other propositions. And these are about Smith's other friend, Brown. So Smith selects three places at random for Brown's location and constructs propositions G, H, and I. And they are this. So G is either Jones owns a Ford or Brown is in Boston. Either Jones owns a Ford or Brown is in Barcelona. Either Jones owns a Ford, or Brown is in brest Litovsk. So this is G, H, and I. Now notice though, that this is a disjunction. Okay, it's two propositions, right, connected by an or, or a disjunction. And the Jones owns a Ford is on the left, and on the right is just these random locations that we're assigning to Brown. Now, notice here what, what Gettier is doing is he's utilizing... The standard rule in logic called addition, where if a proposition P is true, then we can infer a disjunction P or Q as true. Disjunctions, the or here, are true when either disjunct is true. It does not matter what Q is then. So if P is true, then P or and whatever you want after that is also true. Okay, <clears throat> so as we as we go on here, we see that Smith infers GH and I from what he already knows to be true, or he thinks he knows to be true. Jones owns a Ford. And so from, from F, we then get, you know, these, these next three. And then Smith, Smith does the inference. All right, now Smith then is justified, according to uh, Gettier's second assumption. Smith is justified then in his beliefs, GH and I. Well, as these scenarios go, we get more information. And, oh, all of a sudden, Jones does not own a Ford. Imagine that. He's driving a rental car. And Brown, but Brown, though, is in Barcelona. Now, Smith has no idea where Brown is, but Brown does happen to be in Barcelona. So notice notice what's going on here then. Jones does not own a Ford. So now the left side of of the disjunctions are all false. But the right side of H is now true. So H, then, is true. So if we bring that over here, <clears throat> we see then that if we get the conditions on the left, Smith believes that H, right? Smith believes it. H is true. This is by luck, of course, but it still happened to be true. And Smith is justified in his belief that H is true because he was justified in the left side of, this, of, the, of the disjunction. He was, he was justified in Jones owning a Ford. So then he would be justified then in the disjunction, you know, with, with Brown. In, in Barcelona, all right, so then from there, does it follow that Smith knows that H is true? Well, of course not. All right, we, we would never say that Smith actually knows that H is true because Smith has no idea that Brown is in Barcelona. All right, so what should we do about this? Clearly there's something is wrong here. And most philosophers in response, what they've done is they've they just conceded, That justified true belief is not sufficient for knowledge, and have tried to answer Gettier with various fixes. Some add a fourth component, some change the meaning of justification, and still others like Plantinga reject using the term altogether and instead replace justification with warrant. But the error is in the game itself. Gettier has created a rigged game. Let's look again at the second assumption. So these three conditions on the left, if they hold, then Smith is justified in believing Q. Now, what we notice, though, is that this is too weak, right? We, we introduced some scenarios, or Gettier introduced them, and, and then this, this is too weak. And we, and you recognize intuitively, justification should not transfer from P to Q in this. Notice Smith infers Q from P, He would never infer Q. He would never still hold Q as a belief if he found out that P was false. He would never infer. He would never even believe Q if he found out P was false. So why would the justification then transfer to Q? Remember Wittgenstein's guidance. He writes, In such a difficulty, always ask yourself, How did we learn the meaning of this word? Good, for instance. From what sort of examples? in what language games. If you go out and you just observe how people use the term justification and evidence, they do not use it in this way. So what we're doing here is Gettier in this assumption is is basically made a false a false assumption because the left side we can give many examples, and Gettier gave two of them, where the left side is true, but the right side clearly is false. We would not accept that justification actually transfers. So this assumption is not true. It is false. Well, how do we, how do we solve it? How do we fix this then? Well, it's not actually that, that difficult. You just strengthen the first condition. Instead of Smith is justified in believing P, you just change it, which is more accurate, to say Smith knows that P. Right. We know this and we do this all the time in our reasoning. We land upon some proposition that we know to be true. And then from there, we infer other propositions and the justification then then transfers. And if that new proposition, let's say Q, turns out to be false, that's fine. okay? because some things can follow from a true proposition. They don't always have to be true. We don't have to get into that into that now. Um, So there's nothing wrong with that and let's say that smith knows that p actually turns out to be false like we we thought smith thought he knew or we thought we knew that p was true but we found out that we were actually wrong well then the the justification then still then does not does not flow so the gettier scenarios would never happen because this first condi- uh, condition would be false smith knows that p uh, is false then because p is false so <clears throat> what what you'll see then is this assumption that Gettier makes and the other uh, Gettier scenarios that we'll, we'll we'll get into commit the error, or I would say the, um, the mistake, of allowing justification to flow from error. Justification does not flow from error. And this assumption, the second assumption, assumes that's okay. And the other uh, assumption in, in distinct Gettier cases is that That they'll introduce some error in Smith's environment. So Smith's environment will not be reliable. And from there, they'll create alternate Gettier scenarios. But it's the same thing that's going on, right? From an an environment of error, justification still happens. And I would say intuitively, that's not how we use the word justification. That's not how we use the term evidence. So next week, we'll illustrate this point by examining some additional Gettier scenarios that other philosophers have created. All right, that's it for today. For more content like this, you can find us on Twitter at underscore language games. See you next time.